For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's podcast is sponsored by FastBitcoins.com. FastBitcoins.com provides a simple way for people to buy Bitcoin directly from their bank account or with cash in physical stores. Their services are available in the UK, Estonia, and Canada, and they'll soon be available in parts of Asia, Africa, and Australia too. FastBitcoins is committed to building high-quality Bitcoin-only services. They want to make sure that the growing number of people interested in buying and benefiting from Bitcoin can do so easily, securely, and with as little hassle as possible. Find out more about their services at fastbitcoins.com, including how you can earn Bitcoin for free using their referral scheme. That's fastbitcoins.com. Go check them out. I am the man, sick with the slang, sick and I'm destined for fame. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world? I would like to welcome you back to the Real Talk with Zuby podcast. Now, on today's episode, we have got on a legendary rapper. He is one of the most underrated artists in the world, as far as I am concerned. Fantastic lyricist, crazy flow, worked with some of the dopest rappers in the game. And this is the one and only Ari, the Rugged Man. Welcome to the show, man. What's up? I thought you was from England. You just lived there, but you're not from there? I'm from here, but I grew up in Saudi Arabia, and I went to an American school. Yeah, because you have no British accent. You you talk like <laughs> like an American. Like I, yeah. you said, you was in England. I'm like, oh, he's gonna get on here talking like Lennox Lewis or something. You know, like, <laughs> you're, like, confused... you're, like you're like, hello, I am Zuby. <laughs> yeah, it confuses it confuses everybody. It confuses Americans. It confuses British people. Just everybody. You're one of those guys that just don't fit in nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, man. So, man, I've just done a super brief intro there, but for our listeners who may not be familiar with who you are, let them know a little bit about you. I'm just a, a hip-hop artist. I've been doing it for decades and decades. Before all your favorite rappers, I was there. Not all of them, you know. I wasn't there before, you know, Kumo D and Rakim, but, you know, I've been there for a long, long time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you how did you first get into rap? Because I know you, you've been rapping since childhood, right? Yeah, I started around 11 years old. I was in Long Island, and, and all those guys were coming up. Uh, Rock Kim blew up, Eric Sermon in Paris, you know, Smith from EPMD, and Biz Markie. And, like, for some reason, in in the mid to late 80s, it became this hotbed of, like, all the best rappers on the planet. Prince Paul was in Stetsasonic. It was, like, all the best rappers in the world. De La Soul was coming out of Amityville, trying to do a whole different thing, like all the best rappers on the planet were coming out of there. And it was mm -hmm. weird. 
you know, I don't know what it was, you know, public enemy, you know, but then, you know, you had to, you know, Rakim was from Long Island. So all of them. And then uh, Big Daddy Kane was from Brooklyn, you know, but, but uh, coming up in, in, in my area, in all the studios, all the greatest rappers on the planet were going to them. So I was a little kid and I used to go to all the studios and try to meet people and see who was where. And, and you know, I seen everybody being the biggest rapper on the planet. So I just followed their footsteps. Those were my like mentors and teachers, you know. That's awesome, man. Were there any particular artists who you sort of modeled yourself after initially or were influenced by? Oh, the whole Juice crew. The Juice okay. crew was Big Daddy Kane and Biz Markie and and Cool G Rap and Tragedy and Master Ace and, and Roxanne Shante and Craig and MC Shan. Like, those are my favorite rappers, you know, those the, the whole entire Juice crew, you know. Yeah. And that's also Biz Markie was out in Long Island and I was a little kid and uh, I go to his house and or go to his brother's Diamond Shell's house and play my demos for them and stuff. I'm like, yo, that's the actual Biz Markey right there on the couch. This is crazy. I'm I'm with Biz Markey right now. You know, I was I was like 14. You know, so that's dope, man. And then I mean, you you so you got signed to how old were you when you got you got signed to you got signed fairly early, right? Well, yeah, I was a teenager. I got like deal after deal. I was getting deals at like 16, 17, but by by around 18 years old. I had like every label, like 19 mm. labels. I mean, not 19 labels, nine labels from, from Jive to Priori to Def Jam to Warner Brothers to uh, Mercury to, mm. to all, every stinking one from that era. It was literally nine labels. Um, and they all, every single one, Priority. I don't know if I'll repeat myself, but yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, Tommy Boy. Okay. Um, every, every single one of them, yeah. Yeah. And and how did they find out about you? Because we're obviously going back now, so a lot of younger people now, right? It's everything's online, right? And so we're talking way, way, way before internet, you way before social footwork. media, all this. So yeah, you had to do footwork. You had to just be there, mm. you know. So I was a young kid. I carried a boombox around. I put my demo tape in it, and I'd go to you know. I started in all the Long Island studios and battling in Long Island spots. Then I went to the city, battled, and then. I go up into the Long Island, uh, the the New York City studios, and have my tape playing, and everybody like, who who the f- is that? Who the f- is that? And once the rappers gravitated towards you, then then the labels would be like, why do all the rappers love this kid? Wow, let's let, you know. So then all the meetings started happening, and mm. everybody just was like, damn, this kid like outrhymes so many people, and he's a little kid, a little white kid, you know. <laughs> so and this was a different era. Now there's everybody's a white rapper. You it <laughs> wasn't, wasn't really white rappers. There was maybe the Beastie Boys who wasn't really known for lyrics. And, and I guess the only one out there that was known for lyrics was like, you know, MC Search type of guys, you know. So that was like the only lyrical group probably, you know. Gotcha. And then, I mean, it was a while between then and then you actually dropping your first album. So what happened in that? What happened in that meantime? Well, like you said, it's bef- it was before the Internet. So, um you know, I had big, uh, I signed to Jive Records for, for like a $1.8 million situation. And, mm. and I was a young, crazy teenage kid. And I, you know, I got sued and blackballed and banned and everything, you know, I was wilding out. And, uh, you know, so that stopped me for a bit. And, you know, the album I had made, you know, uh, you know, we didn't get to put it out. And then, mm. and then, um, Years and years later, in the late 90s, 
uh, or uh, mid to late 90s, I started putting out 12 inch records and singles and popping again on my own because I didn't want to deal with the corporations. But then priority and capital came to me and they offered me situations and I, you know, I was hustling hard, but there was no internet. So yeah. they said, Hey, worst thing you do is go back to selling your little vinyls and come to us. So I tried my hand at that again. And, and I'm just a very outspoken person. So it's like, when you're supposed to do a little bit more politics, I was a little bit more rah, 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 you know, threats. And, you know, I was a little <laughs> bit more crazier back in them days, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's something that's really interesting because, you you know, you use the word outspoken and you most definitely are in your music. I think outside your music, on your social media, everything. And I mean, what one thing I find really interesting with a lot of the stuff you talk about and a lot of your music is that, I don't know, so much of that is so relevant now, right? We're dealing, we're in this era of what people call cancel culture, where people feel sort of silenced, like people feel like... They can't say anything. They can't voice any opinion. They can't say anything controversial or edgy or goes against the narrative. And it's like from day one, you've always been able to do that and just not really care about it. So like, what are your thoughts on how things were then up until this weird position we're in now? Well, it's the same world. You know, they were doing it in the with. Oh, sorry about the cursing. That's all right. Okay, he's told me not to curse. You bleep that out, right? I apologize. Yeah, I'm not used to not cursing. Yeah, I'm, I'm no, I hear Ignorant New York guy. <laughs> but uh, um, so uh, cancel culture, it always existed. I mean, look, look at, you know, chasing Frankenstein with the pitchforks, you know, <laughs> like, like that it's based on witch hunts in, in Salem. It was always, always the church come and seize your property and, and kill you, kill the woman. You know, it's like it always existed. To can let's cancel them, and if you're on the team of that person, or if you agree with that person, you're the devil, you're Satan, mm-hmm. you're you're one of Satan's people. You know that's what they did back in the day. And then you know, same thing happened with record labels, where like, oh, if you work with him, we won't work with you with this and that. You know, it's like all cancel culture always existed, mm-hmm. but now with, with the di- digital world, we have a, a, a culture where you can digitally, you know, put it on steroids and. And one cancel could turn into 1,000 cancels and 1,000 cancels turn into 3 million cancels and boom, boom, boom. And I seen like, I forgot who it was, but somebody defended uh, Ella, um, who's the girl that they're canceling right now? Ella, uh, no, Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, yeah, yeah. And some, somebody like stuck up for her and everyone, oh, cancel. Like, they're canceling people for sticking up for somebody that's getting canceled. It's like, so you're not even allowed to defend a person who you might think is a decent person or else they'll go after you and try to dig into some quote that you said years ago to just to, to try to cancel you because it's like a really ugly movement at times you know mm. sometimes somebody should be canceled you know that is true that's the world but at the same time when it's like oh this to- you know Ellen DeGeneres thing I, I seen a thing yesterday where they said she fat shamed a kid in the 1970s like shut that <laughs> up like stop like come on like like it's just next level stupidity and the thing is you cannot defend somebody being canceled because then you are just as bad as the person that they have in their mind who might not even be that bad Mm. you know some of them are bad but not every single person canceled is bad you know so and and the other thing is every single person on the planet has done dirt has done something bad has said something stupid has dressed up a certain way Everybody did some stupid things in their life. Everybody. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it is, you know? So 
And then everybody want to come and, 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 oh, it's time. We're on Twitter today. Let's just tear, tear down the person we're supposed to tear down today. Meanwhile, like, let's go inside your closet. Let's go yeah. right inside your closet. <laughs> you know, you ain't letting us in your closet, you know. But most of the people attacking them aren't, aren't enough of a um, name or, or, or a headline to, to get the cancel machine going, you know. So. Yeah. You know, yeah, the cancel a, machine got to bring in clicks, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if they're not clicking it, then they, they don't even care to cancel it half the time. Yeah, for real. It's a weird thing. It's, it's one of those things I think that's always been part of human collective psychology and all that's happened is that the technology's advanced, right? So now something can happen in the U.S. In, in, something can happen in New York City and within minutes, people in the U.K., people in Germany, people in Australia, all over like, and it, it are, are all on this thing and on this person. Whereas previously you just wouldn't have known, right? Unless something got into the news headlines or it was something to do with the celebrity or whatever. Now it's just like any, any Tom, Dick and Harry, any person who said anything. Well, here's the thing is back in the day, if, if the news media had, if had something against you or if you were making a movement that the news media didn't like, they could crush you yeah. and everybody would believe that news article. Yeah. You know, but that was the threat is that the, the people with power to write can crush you, mm -hmm. you know, um, and, and get the voice out there. Now everybody has a voice. So sometimes you have real voices crushing really, really okay. terrible people. Yeah. Beat that out. I'm sorry. Uh, but you also get jealousy versus somebody that's doing better than you or this and that. Or, you know, like like a lot of times. You know, you might have had a, a, a bad friendship with a producer and, and then they're, they're telling the world their side of a story that's not even close to it and they're mentally ill. And then everyone's repeating what somebody said about you that isn't even a reality, but mm. it's getting in, in, you know, forums and people are saying this is what you like. And you're like, you know, it's not even close to accurate. But that, that's what happens a lot of times, too, you know. But on, on the flip side, too, sometimes when people do terrible things and it gets exposed, that's a plus, too. Yeah. But, it's, it, but it's just like anything, though, with this Internet. It's like hip-hop. You're getting exposed to some of the greatest lyricists that wouldn't have got exposure without the, without the, the computer and that, without that culture of pressing a button and sharing that word. Mm. But on the flip side of that is you also get nonstop false, fake terrible art and you know talentless people getting stages and you know boom 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 so so you know there's two sides of it you know uh two sides of cancel culture as well where, where you know look they're going too far ellen degeneres fat chained the kid in, in the 70s 1970 too far you know but then you, you know you're getting things that you know a politician might have said or did that that the news isn't covering you could get that online you know mm. so there's two two sides to it you know yeah, most definitely, man. I, I think it's the the problem for me is when it's I, th I think a lot of it depends on intention as well, right? Because people use it in a really vindictive way. It's, it's used as a weapon. And I think it's one thing if you've got a good intention and it's like, okay, this person is a, I don't know, this person's a child molester or this person's like, you know, committed some horrible crime or something. It's like, that's one thing. But if it's just, oh, this person thinks differently from me or I just want to harm this person. I just want to ruin this guy's career. I want to harm him psychologically. Then that's where I'm just like, no, nah, that's that's screwed up, right? And yeah, I think but it's that, really that's what happens too. And then and then the vindictive people will take the backs of people who are good-hearted. Yeah, and they, they, they'll smear somebody, and and then 
the smear is being used for people who like want to do good in society. So they go, oh, you know, you know, run with this smear that I was told. They, they don't know it's a smear. They just think that this is what they've heard and this is about that person. So, yeah. you know, it, it is what it is, though. You know, the world is just, uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of vindictive movement in, 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 the, in that culture. Mm. You know, there's a lot of it. A lot of people who are angry at you go, oh, now I could get you to lose your job. That, that's, that's true. That does happen in the world. You know? Yeah. So, so I mean, digitally just put any information like I'll be on the Internet and I'll see like, you know, husbands and wives fighting about, you know, like an artist. I, I don't want to name drop it, but like his his wife was on the Internet talking about like, oh, he put hands on me, you know, and everyone's like, oh, you know, oh, he's a terrible person. But then he showed all the footage of the entire night and it was like her chasing him down the street, calling his daughter stupid and, and acting like, your daughter's stupid. She doesn't know how to multiply. And and, yeah. and he's like, yo, get away from me and my daughter. Leave us alone. And he was trying to escape the whole night. Yeah. And then she went on and like was starting spreading. Like it's like, you know, the whole world don't need to see like little parts of your, your world and then believe, you know, it's crazy, you know? Yeah, that's nuts, man. I mean, what are your thoughts on, you, you touched a little bit on hip-hop and rappers now and how the internet has brought to light some of the greatest lyricists but also a lot of stuff that you you don't think you're not feeling and you don't think is good so i mean hip-hop has changed a lot since you started rapping i mean hip-hop has changed very very significantly what are your thoughts on where it is right now are you well there's all kinds of hip-hop now there's 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 a pop world of pop music it doesn't have to be competitive because mm. it's not meant for that. That's they had that in the era of, of of Vanilla Ice and MC Hammer. They weren't like really dope lyrical guys, yeah. but they had their little crossover pop fan base. And I look at you know, but but meanwhile, most people you know that listened to hip hop was checking out Karis One and X Clan and Poor Righteous Teachers and and you know uh, Grand Poolba and Brand Nubian and like. They was listening to that when when Vanilla Ice and Hammer was on the pop stage, you know. Mm. So uh, today you got a lot of really b- bad celebrity rap, you know. That's a lot of what's going on, celebrity rap. Whoever yeah. gets the clicks, it's not about the culture. It's about, you know, the kid rats on people, so it's a big headline, and then his video drops and gets more views than everybody. But nobody really cares about the music or the song. Mm. They're just talking about the popular headline. So that's pop culture. So if, you, if you're like, oh, hip hop's dead because you see pop culture and people that don't even know nothing about the culture mm-hmm. listening to some BS, that doesn't mean the culture's dead. You've got to look into the culture, but you're looking for it on who gets the most hits, who gets the most views, who's talked about the most. That's not what the that's not what culture ever has been in any in any culture. That's not culture. Yeah. You know who gets the most views. You know that was that's not culture. You know a painting. You know most of the greatest artists in history died broke, and then you know finally somebody seen a picture and it worked out for them after they were dead. A lot of times, you know, mm. so. Uh, it doesn't uh it's not about who's the popular you know person in high school that's that's what they're trying to make you know most pop music yeah. and and you know they they it's it's whatever's easiest to market to a, a mat the masses and hip hop culture isn't for the masses you know it's not you know that's not what it is it's mm. it's for stage shows it's for rocking it's for making good music for people who appreciate the craft of hip hop but you know making bubblegum stuff that's a totally different ball game. So yeah. I can't, 
be offended by that or, or oh my god you know it is what yeah. it is you know yeah i get you i mean it's a it's a funny thing i mean because what what you said what you said there is interesting because you said hip-hop isn't for it's not for the mainstream and it's not for everything but at the same time it's probably you know it is one of the most popular genres of music worldwide it's the most stream genre of music and i think what's tricky with hip-hop is it it's almost like that word in itself it's morphed to mean so many different things so if you're talking yeah. about sort of more like purist lyrical hip-hop and the, you know the kind of stuff you create then that's almost it's got the same name as a lot of the pop and mainstream stuff and what people are hearing on the radio or whatever and it's weird because a lot of times, especially someone who's not really into hip hop, but even those who are, if you if they say the word hip hop, their brain goes to their brain goes to the mainstream stuff and the radio and whatever's popping in the clubs and whatever. And it's not really going to what you could call, I guess, more the essence of traditional hip hop. Yeah, I'm talking about the culture. Yeah, the culture, the, the hip hop culture isn't meant to be, you know, in Disney every second of the day. You know, it's yeah. not meant for the troll movie or, you know, uh, you know, troll world tour, you know, that's, that's more Cindy Lauper girls just want to have fun, you know? Uh, <laughs> so it's a different, two different universes, you know? Yeah. So you can't, you can't let that culture, uh, that pop culture affect hip hop culture. It's two different things. If you're, if you're a hip hop artist, you know, you, you do, you do what you do, you know? Yeah. When you yourself say hip hop culture, what does that, what does that mean to you? Well, competition, Okay. MCing, being being great at MCing, great at you know uh, songwriting, versatilities and flows, originality and show stopping. You know, get on the stage and really know how to you know MC, call and response. Um, you know, DJing, MCing. You know, uh, uh, it's all part of that culture where it's a competition. Mm. It's a blood sport to, to many. You know. But uh, uh, Cool Mo D was, was a, you know, he was out for your head. He wanted to take your head off, you know. <laughs> Big Daddy Kane, you know, those guys wanted to take your head off. Now, uh, uh, that's the culture I'm, that, that I came from, from the beginning of it, before there was record making. That's mm -hmm. what I studied. Like, when it was out there, people were taping, you know, live shows, and then the tapes would get made and circulate. You know, they weren't even, nobody cared about even making records in the beginning of hip hop. That's, mm. that was new school. That was like later in the 80s, they started, you know. So when you research all of that stuff, and you see what the actual, you know, uh, you know, background of it all is, it's, a, it's a, just a little bit different. And the more money that gets pumped into any culture, the more it gets watered down and diluted and watered down and diluted and watered down that that's what happens so mm -hmm. in the 90s tons of money and so much money kept getting poured into it so it turned into this and that you know but it's the same thing where the argument where scorsese versus marvel superheroes mm -hmm. you know scorsese so oh, it's not cinema but yeah of course it's cinema but is it cinema is it fellini is it kubrick is it is it, is it you know um the guys Scorsese loves, like, you know, the Godards and Truffauts and, and Kurosawas. No, it's not. It's mm. not anywhere near that artistic le level. Marvel comic movies are nowhere near what Scorsese's talking about artistically. Mm -hmm. But when he says it's not cinema, it is cinema. You know, the, the bubblegum, stupid, same movie over and over with special effects. But it's not, uh, it's two different cultures, you know? Yeah. I hear you, man. I mean, do you find it like, honestly, do you ever find it? Do you find yourself getting frustrated at all given? I mean, when I did introduce you, I said that I think you're one of the most underrated rappers 
out there, period. And I mean that genuinely. I'm not trying to guess you up. So do you sometimes find it frustrating at all when it's like, not just for yourself, but you've got so many artists, rappers, MCs who are like just on, just on a different echelon, right? In terms of talent and ability and actual rapping skills and hip hop MCing skills. And they're so greatly overlooked by, you know, such a large percentage of the population. And then when other people, when people are thinking hip hop and rap, their brain is automatically thinking of, you know, you've got, you've got some artists who are mainstream, who are really dope and really talented, but let's be honest, there's a lot of stuff that's out there, which is just <laughs> like some, some of it, some of it is terrible, right? The, the, the lyrics almost are not, I mean, we're, we're at this weird point where people almost like people make fun of the fact that some artists are lyrical. It's almost like being lyrical is now something to be, to be laughed at or to be but shunned or something the like that. Down, that's the dumb down of society. Yeah. You yeah, know, they do that with anything. If if you don't go with the the you know the narrative or the mm. sound that is being spoon fed to you, then they have to, you know, diss it. And they 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 do that to everything. Though they they it's a weird thing about this generation because when hip hop started, all the great DJs, all the great MCs, went to the past yeah. and they studied all the greats, and that's what they did. And they mm -hmm. dug through the record collections and they learned music. Now it's this weird thing where like a lot, not, not all of them, there's some young cats that like know hip hop in and out and they yeah. study the greats and they check out the past and they check out the future. They check it all out. Uh, but a lot of like people, it's such a fast money making thing for them. So mm -hmm. they don't want to learn the craft. They don't want to learn how to do it. They oh, I, I make some quick money. I'm good. It's all about yeah. the money, money, money. So, you know, and, and that, that's that been, you know, kind of shoved down their throat, the, the Money Mayweather type of vibe, you know, mm -hmm. the hip-hop community of throwing the dollar bills at the strip club. And, you know, craft is secondary to them, you know, yeah. or not even secondary, like 10th uh, <laughs> or 11th or 12th on the list. Yeah, I was say. So, you know, that's a fact. So, you know, uh, they got to, you know, they, mm -hmm. they don't got to study. They can do whatever they want in life, you know, but it just is a different era where, like, now people kind of, like, look at things that were before them mm -hmm. as a threat. Like if they don't know it, it's just, it's dumb. That's old head stuff. That's this, that's, it's like, but that's never like, if you look at film history, none of the great filmmakers would ever be like, that's old head stuff. They'd be like, no, those are the films I studied. You know, I watched Citizen Kane. I watched, you know, Hitchcock's five best, you know, last week alone, you know, like that's what they do. But it's a new era where it's like, or, or like musicians study the great guitarist to play the mm -hmm. guitar. They don't do that anymore. You know, a lot of, a lot of cases, but a lot of cases, that's, that's not every case, but of a course. lot of hip hop is dumbed down, simplify a couple different words to, that could keep a, a memorable me melody in the head mm -hmm. and, you know, shoot it out to the world. And, and, you know, it's, it's a new era. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's not for me. It's not for a lot of people, <laughs> but to me, I really believe that, those kind of records are very trendy. Mm -hmm. And uh, those aren't the kind of records that, uh, you know, 30, 40 years from now, they'll be doing tours on or people will give anything about, you know, where like, you know, Curtis Blow is still, you know, in Europe rocking, well, not with coronavirus, but before that, you know, mm -hmm. all these guys, you know, the public enemy is still doing stadium shows. Ice T's out there still rocking big, you know, giant festivals, 100,000 people. So, so, I don't think the big uh, 
big pop record in the digital age of, of Twitter and, and, and TikTok that got the most TikTok hits. I don't think those, those records are going to be worth anything in 10 years or 20 years or 30 years or 40 years. But, uh, you know, great music stays relevant and keeps, keeps, you know, stays alive for years and years. When I was a, a you know, 11, 12 year old boy and I ain't no joke by Rakim, you, you didn't know All right, 30 years from now, uh, they're going to be blasting that all over the world still. And, you know, if you play it now, it's still going to rock a club. You didn't know that. But, you know, uh, Rakim's still worldwide. Like, his music is worldwide. You go to a hip-hop show and, and they're playing Gangstar records, you know, yeah. in Poland, you know? <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, yeah, I was actually, actually going to say, I mean, as someone who myself has performed in a few different European countries, and it's interesting, I think that when it comes to the sort of more traditional hip hop or hardcore hip hop or classic hip hop. It seems like on the European continent, they seem to appreciate that more than they do in the U S like, I know the U S is obviously a big place. So you're going to have pockets where that's still very no, popular. You're right. But, you're right. Yeah. But it's not just Europe continent. It's okay. Australia respects it more. Japan, mm. you know, Asian, you know, the, uh, South America, which I haven't been to, but I know like Cyprus and, and uh, uh, Sick Jack and them guys, you know, uh, but uh, um, all over the world. Yeah. But America is a very, very, um, and I say it all the time, there's such following ass trend. Oh, oh, this is what was, this is what's getting a lot of recognition right now. Like they mm. follow trends so ridiculously. They're so small in so many ways that, uh, um, that's that's the way it goes. The rest of the world will, will sink in and look at art. Where where you know U.S. It's about oh what's the numbers? What's popular? Oh how many how many IG views does it have? You know this or mm -hmm. IG hits or, or followers. It's like it's just a weird you know. And you know I, I'm not trying to get on that anti-capitalism stuff, but but it's like you know there's so much programming done done in like a like you know the biggest capitalist nation in the world like that you know, this is what you get. This is what you get. We're Americans and we got the biggest and the most popular. And, and, you know, so if something's not as popular there, they think that that's quality, but yeah. the rest of the world isn't, isn't as brainwashed like that. Obviously there's also like you're in England, there's brainwashed kids that will listen to the most popular album, you know, but mm -hmm. like my album dropped and went number three on the British charts, you know, Congrats. when it came out. You know, num number three, you know, I, I think I forgot who I was behind, but it was number three in the whole 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 country. That's dope. Where, where United States, we did good on the, on the sales. I think we did uh, 23 or something on, this, on the, the best selling records, but mm -hmm. on the pop chart, all of the stuff we didn't, uh, they don't care in America about us, you know, they, they care about, uh, you know, whatever's, whatever's the, the pop and, you know, yeah. Gucci pop. Yeah, it's, re it's really interesting. I mean, it's it's weird for me because like, I mean, when I was in my teens, that would have been sort of in the early, to, you know, I remember like in the, say, the early thousands, especially, I remember that era. And it's really funny because I remember at that time, say when I was like 15 or 16 years old, there were certain artists that um, my friends liked or who were popular or whatever, who I thought were like kind of whack, right? Because I thought lyrically, I thought they were really subpar. And what's fascinating is if I listen to those artists now, they sound really advanced. <laughs> like they, like the artists who I thought were kind of like lyrically poor in the early 2000s. And when I now listen to them, I'm like, whoa, this is like a lot more advanced 
then yeah, happened. yeah it's the dumbing yeah. down of, of, of the culture yeah. it's the diluting and watering down of the culture and making it so five-year-old kids could listen to it and 70 year old you know white kids white lawyers rich people could listen to it like it's it tries to be like a disney anthem you know even mm. if it's if it's pornographic yeah it's simplified <laughs> yeah. It, you know it's, it, it's trying to be a simple you know thing for people that don't care about rap will listen to mm. you know and that's what it becomes so yeah so the 2000s were dumbed down compared to the 1990s you know and then and then a lot of people believe 1990s was, was the the peak but i think that 80s was even more innovative because that's when it kept reinventing itself every year hip-hop kept reinventing itself over and over again what the 90s was which was amazing but it was kind of like the groundwork was put together you know, but what Nas did, Rakim already did that, you know, and Coogee Rap already did that. You, you know what I mean? That that groundwork already been done with, with, with the great, you know, with the greatest groups in the 90s. They weren't reinventing. They were just being really great at the craft that was already constructed. You know, mm. when, when, when you know, Run DMC came out, it was something brand like, whoa, we never saw this type of energy in the stage rocking. And that started influencing everything. And then a year later, it was this. And then a year later, Rock came with the slow flow and, 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 the, and the calm on the mic, you know, and Melly Mel was painting street pictures. It was like the 80s every year was like this brand new way to recreate the culture. Where in the 90s, I really believe that uh, it was like they already knew, you know, the, the, the one thing you could give to the 90s, though, was I guess groups like from other regions started becoming lyrical. Because mm -hmm. in the 80s, the other regions weren't lyrical yet. You know, like Cali didn't have nobody really lyrical. Yeah. You know, the South didn't really have nobody really lyrical. Maybe there's one a guy or something, but, you know, in the 80s, I, the, the late 80s, they had like Cube was their, their lyrical guy. But like in the 90s, you know, uh, or, or late eighties, late eighties. I'm talking though, too. Okay. Now, you know, DOC was a lyrical guy from I think Atlanta. So that was late eighties. That was that was what uh, 16, 17 years after fifteen years rap already been going on. It took them so many years. But then in the nineties, you got like different flows coming out of like an outcast type of guy, right. and you know the sauce would be like ah boo because they wanted New York. But like you know there was different. The 90s, that's the, that's the only, but, but as far as the people that are considered the best of the 90s, like Rakim, uh, I mean, not Rakim, um, Tupac and, and Big and, and uh, um, Nas and Jay, they were all doing things that were already done before them. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? They, they really were. Um, it, but they were doing it in an incredible, you know, like, like Pac is known for his emotional detail of, of, you know, bringing you into his story and his world and, you know, having his message. So I'm not saying it was done, you know, they, you understand what I'm trying to say, though. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, there was no reinvention. It was just a good way to do something that was done already. You know, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I that, that's how I feel. And a lot of people might listen to it. Oh, he don't know what he's talking about. F him. Yeah. But, but, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just breaking it down the way I see it, you know? Yeah. No, I think, um, I think in the late nineties and the early thousands, I think early to mid thousands, I think people took sort of templates that had already been created and I think they they mastered them. And I think you also had the the commercial peak as well. So that's when more money was coming in and people were selling huge, you know, artists were going diamond. People were selling huge amounts of albums. Um, but it wasn't yet at the stage where, because uh, I was thinking this, I think one thing that's actually been a big factor 
or two. I think number one is the fact that artist development just isn't a thing anymore. Like the artist is supposed to totally develop themselves and no one is interested in investing in something that's not already at a stage where it kind of doesn't really need it. And then also, I think the fact that people are, have moved so far away from albums, because now you've got streaming and stuff like that. First you had downloading, then you had streaming. So the album as a format became less important, really. Um, and I think that's a big shame. Like, I love listening to albums. And I think now so many artists, like, it makes more sense with things like Spotify and whatever to just put out random singles well, than I, it does I to... Yeah. Yeah, I understand that, too, because, you know, I'm I'm an old school artist, so I worked on putting together this perfect album that, that all my fans would love, and then I could tour off this perfect album. But, but the thing is, yes, the music as a whole gets heard less, yeah. of course. If, if, and I, Chris Webby, you know, the young kid, Chris Webby, mm -hmm. I guess he's not young anymore, but you know, I look at him like young, but he's probably in his thirties now. Jesus. I don't know. How old <laughs> he is. Chris Webby. Sure. He had said that you, you release a song that's unreleased, put a video out, put it on Spotify and it spikes and every, cause that's your new joint, you know? And that's how he said he releases an album and he'll throw another one unreleased. He, he releases almost every song off an album. Mm -hmm before the album even drops. Yeah. And then it just gets big spikes and all the Spotify view, everything's huge. And then you drop the album and everyone's kind of disappointed in the album at first, like, hey, that's, uh, you know, I heard all of that stuff. Why don't you <laughs> drop it out, you know? But yeah, he said, yeah. but then six months down the line, they have the album, they, don't, they forgot that they had all the songs ahead of time and that's his album, mm. you know? And I understand that. And there's, there's the kid, um, uh, who, who rocks with Nova, Tom McDonald's, you know? Who he oh, is? yeah, yeah, Tom McDonald's dope, he, yeah. He's, uh, he well, he's very controversial. So I know mm -hmm. people who think he's the worst and I, you know, think he's terrible. And I, I see people who really, really, you know, love everything he does. He speaks his own mind. He does what he wants to do. But, but Nova directs all his videos and comes in with the creative stuff too. So it's like a little team. But like Tom... Um, he'll release a damn song every week with a brand new video. Boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom. So, so when you're knocking them in the head with content, 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 you know your channels are blowing up, your views are blowing up. Where, where the old school way of releasing this, this really, you know, uh, uh, memorable. You know, he's dry. He, he's he drop, He's dropping two albums this week. I think you know, like like you know, flooding the market, but they keep buying and buying and buying and this and that. Where me. I come from an era where where the radio will play No Half Stepping by Kane. Then they'll press up the 12 inch. Then the album will come out and you had it on a tape and you played that one song a million times and memorized every word and, and the songs are so special. Now, decades later, if you put the song on, it's still like the most moving, greatest hip hop song I ever heard. And, you know, cause, cause I got to live with it and appreciate it and love it. and. And it's the same thing where the mother of my kids, she thinks that I ruined Christmas because I have my American mentality where I just throw a million toys under the Christmas tree. Yeah, let them open up a million toys. It's Christmas. What are you kidding me? That's the best part. Even more important than the toys is, is, is uh, you know, the actual toy is opening the toys. So she's like, yo, the kids, don't, you know, you know, they're opening everything up, not even caring what any of the stuff that they're getting is. You, you know what I mean? So it's almost... And so she wants to give them like three or four nice things that they'll really cherish and like. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm the flamboyant daddy with, look, you got five million boxes of toys. <laughs> it's Christmas, you know? 
So it's kind of like that's the, that's kind of the new school mentality. Like here's two albums. Here, here, here's two albums today. Here's one record, one record, another record, another video next week, video, and that works. And mm-hmm. and the way I do it with my kids works too. The kids are having the greatest time of their life, opening five million presents. But they they're not like she's right too. Is that they might not remember that present or this present or this one might be under the couch. They won't even notice it's missing. You know where like if you get them four or five really cool things or three cool things. They'll cherish, they'll probably remember that damn toy that they got, you know, in 20 years. My, my cousin, I was six, seven years old. He bought me a Rodan for my birthday. I was in elementary school. He showed up to my school with a, and they called me to the office. I was like, what do I do? I'm in trouble. And my cousin was there and he, he said, hey, I bought you a Rodan doll, you know, from Godzilla with Godzilla, the wings. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, I'm, I'm in my 40s talking about the damn Rodan doll I got when I was you know, eight, seven, eight years old yeah. because it was special, you know? So so that, that's like that ain't no half-stepping song or, or, or uh, you know, you know, You Gots to Chill by EPMD, Strictly Business album. You know, it's like those are special to us. We have those songs in our hearts for life because we got to live with them and and study them and memorize them and rock with them and, you know, not be like, well, what are they doing now? What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? What's next? Now we we don't care what's next. We're listening to this classic right now, you know? Mm. So, so the way they do it isn't the wrong way. The way they do it, smothering the world with with content is is a way to make a lot of money and, and, and do very well for yourself. Yeah. You know, I'm just from a different school, you know? Yeah, most definitely, man. I mean, in terms of your music itself, like it's super, it's super diverse and super versatile. I mean, you, not just in terms of like the the rapping itself, but in terms of the content, I mean, it ranges from oh, stuff that's, yeah, you know, you've got some tracks which are very, very sort of heartfelt. And then you've got stuff where you're just, you're just wilding out saying all kinds of crazy stuff that's going to offend everybody regardless. Horrible stuff that we're not going to say on your show. Yeah, yeah. So, so like... Wait, what, what's your purpose of not cursing on the show? Is this, are you, is this like a religious show or something? I'm not, not really up, okay. I'm not really up on your politics. Did you know that? Yeah, no, that's okay, man. That's okay. So, um, I don't, I don't cuss myself. I don't cuss in my music. I don't cuss outside of it. And with this podcast specifically, I guess that, that leans on from that, but also like a lot of people, like a lot of young people listen to it and stuff, so... I just try to, I try oh, so to keep like, it You're clear. like Ben Shapiro. You, you hate the kids hearing curse words and stuff. <laughs> I'm not a fan of it, man. And you know, like I, I've, I've got my principles. Like I don't, I don't cuss myself. Like I don't put cussing in like none of my songs, none of my albums have cussing and stuff. So it's kind of like, let me, let me keep that. Yeah, let me keep that all the own. way. Yeah. Each personality to each its own. That's, that's yeah. what free speech and free, you know, to do the art you want to do. That's what it's about. Yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, freedom to, you know, Give the world what you feel is odd, you know. Exactly, man. So I'm, 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 I'm like a super pro free speech advocate, and obviously it's not so like I can say horrible stuff. Like I'm like, man, I don't even cuss, but um, I, I will defend to the death like people's right to say <laughs> pretty much whatever, and I'll, and I'll listen, and I'll listen to it, right? I'll listen to it, but I won't necessarily repeat it. But you know, art is art. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. That's how it should be. It's like I don't like that. That's terrible. Mm. But somebody else will like it. You know, it's like. You know, we come from that era of the 80s where uh, I, I was, you know, a, a hip hop guy. They were trying to put, you know, ban all the rap music, trying to ban all, all the records, you know, mm. and, and uh, you know, uh, gore and horror films. Siskel and Ebert would be on TV. Oh, these movies aren't real movies, you know, <laughs> and they were 
they were the greatest thing in the world to most of us, you know. Yeah. And 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 you lived in England, who had the worst, you know, banning of 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 horror films. You, you, oh you heard yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah, had that. They had that list. Video nasties. Video nasties. Yeah, that's the one. Video nasties. They used yeah. to. Oh, this is banned, and this is gonna cause kids to kill people. And, mm -hmm. You know, and then and then you had that murder case out there where where uh, they tried to blame Chucky. That some some kids killed a kid. Yes. In England, it yes. was a famous story, and they ended up like raping them and and doing some horrible things yeah. to this kid. Yeah. And they tried exactly to blame it on about. Chucky from on Child's Play. Yeah. And it's like, I think it's a little bit more deeper than that, guys. Than, than yeah, Chucky. most most certainly. Yeah. No, if um if music and video games and movies were like the, you know, were, were the cause of all this stuff, I think the world would look very, very different, given that, um you know, Eminem's what the highest selling rapper or GTA is the highest selling video game, so on and so forth. Like we, we'd all be in a lot of trouble if that were the case. And, and you know, historically, the world has been violent. Oh, geez horrible and and you know and, and all these <laughs> these, these uh, uh governments all over the world murdering people i don't think that they're listening to eminem and playing that video game like let's kill everyone now that you know it doesn't oh, no. the biggest murderers on the planet probably ain't listening to to eminem and playing the video game you just said you know yeah most definitely man what are you what are your thoughts on that though because it's a question i get a lot especially as like um you know an artist who tries to put out positive content and doesn't curse i get asked all the time about you know number one what do i think about some of the messaging in hip-hop and rap music and music in general and two what what if any responsibility do rappers and perhaps other entertainers potentially have what are your own entertainers thoughts on that do not have any responsibility to protect you mm. you know entertainers do not have that responsibility they're entertaining people it's yeah. entertainment quentin tarantino does not have you know oh he shot up a chopped a cop's ear off or or you know they, they entertainers you know and they go well you know people listen to the music yeah no 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 ish they, they, you know <laughs> yeah. and, and back in the 80s they they blamed it on dungeons and dragons and then uh um there was a Satan worshiper in my neighborhood when I was a kid. He was an older kid and he was a few towns over, Ricky Castle. And he told the kid, hey, say you love Satan. And the kid wouldn't say it. So he stabbed the kid to death. Whoa. And, and, it, and I think he had a, a Motley Crue shirt on or a oh, Def geez. Leppard shirt or ACDC. No, he had an ACDC shirt on. And then the whole news oh, man. blamed it on heavy metal, made this kid kill, you know, heavy metal. You know, I don't think you're going to listen to, to ACDC and be like, let me be be a satan worshiper and stab a kid you know it's yeah. like you're gonna you know that's in you that's not in the music that was in you so uh you know the the, the blaming of art on sick people is is so lame and so petty and so stupid mm. uh and when people do it it's like come on man you know get you know get, get over yourself it's like so yeah, I, I'm I'm an advocate for say what you want, do what you want, be who you want, say say the well, say the, the foulest horrible stuff, or do 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 a, a political position that nobody agrees with in your in your song, or do what you say. Don't curse in the song. You know I I, I don't feel that. That's that's the <laughs> you know. But everybody should be allowed to look at the shirt I got on. Phantasm. Yeah. I used to watch this six seven years old. They the girl had nice breasts and she was stabbed the guy in the graveyard and then like chopped this guy's finger off and yellow stuff is squirting out and, and 
you know, turns into a bug and is flying around a house and <laughs> metal balls are flying in people's head and blood's <laughs> flying out. And I mean, that, that that's, you know, and look, all these years later, I'm, I'm wearing the, hey, Phantasm, you know, yeah. it's like, it's like, uh, you know, I, I didn't go, this movie didn't make me go build a metal ball and, and spike it into people's heads, no, no, you no, know. No. It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting one. Yeah, they, no, it's, it's an interesting days, one. Days of Michelangelo, they were doing it. It was like, yeah. They, they take Michelangelo's beautiful art and paint clothing on it. <laughs> like, let yeah. me paint a piece of a pant. So, like, all this great, amazing art is all, well, let's chop the, the nudity off of the statue. It's been going on since the beginning of time. Mm. People who think that they're the superior mind that can tell the world what's good for them, but they can see it because they can censor it. They, they're strong enough. It's not going to damage their mind, but it's going to damage everyone else's that sees it. It's like just hypocritical and, and pompous and, and you know, you're going to sit on your superior chair and tell the world what they're able or allowed to hear or say because it's all dangerous for everybody. It's like, And in the history of cinema, they've been doing that. You know, mm. the, the history of art, movies, cinema, all, they've been doing it forever. There's yeah. this group of people who believe they're the smart ones that should dictate what the people are allowed to see and what they shouldn't be allowed to see, you know? Mm. And it's always this idea that of like sort of saving people from themselves, right? Yeah, like, you yeah, know, if, yeah. if, if I don't stop them from seeing this, they're like people are mindless drones. And if they just see this thing or they hear this thing, they're going to automatically go out and repeat it or parrot it or whatever. And it's like, no, you know, if, and if someone is going to do that, that's someone who already is messed up, right? That's someone who already crazy, was, crazy yeah, yeah. Somebody's going to do something insane it's not because they listen to a Tupac song, you yeah. know? It's, yeah. it's because they're a crazy person and they're mm -hmm. doing crazy things because they're crazy. Yeah. It has nothing to do with, well, I listened to a rap song and then, you know what I mean? But they always did that. Like I said, uh, Tipper Gore, you know, Al Gore, you know, Al Gore was, you know, he was the vice president, but he come from the Ku Klux Klan. He was, uh, his father was the Ku Klux Klan. His family was the Ku Klux Klan. And then, uh, and then uh, his wife was, was, uh, you know, a book burner. She wanted to stop everything from being heard musically. And, and, uh, you know, yeah. I, I remember those days of watching that stuff and, and typical, Oh, these terrible people. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that was kind of early, early to mid nineties, wasn't it? When that was, that yeah, I think it was, the 80s, it was the eighties. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely the eighties. And, and you know who the saviors of the time was, was, uh, John Denver. <laughs> You know who he was? John Denver. The, the name rings he was a bell. Like this old folk singer. He was in the movie Oh God, and he was okay. like a friendly guy. And he sang. He sang with the Muppets. You know. Okay. Okay. You know, he sang love songs, and nice, friendly hippie. Yeah. And he was one of the main ones to speak out against. You know, he 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 would never make a record like any of the stuff they were. He would never make a a, a record like a Ice T or any of the cop killer, but. Yeah. He was defending the hell out of people having the right to say it. And, and yeah. Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister, he was on that panel fighting for the free rights. And, and Frank Zappa uh, and John Denver, rest in peace. Frank Zappa, rest in peace. Dee Snyder out of the three of them is the only one still living. Yeah, That's super interesting, man. Um, what was I going to say? There's something, you know what? I was listening to, um, I was listening to one of, your, one of your tracks the other day. And there was a lyric in there that actually really hit me just par partly because of the timing. Um, cause <laughs> I don't want to get too political on this one, but of course, over the past last week and in the past couple of months, right. You had, um, of course you got Joe Biden running for president right now. 
And firstly, we had his, uh, you know, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black comment. And then last week he had his comment about, you know, black people being a monolith and not having diverse thinking, et cetera. And you had a song, I think, on your 2014 album or 2013 album where you said um, you said you said something about like, if you want to know a real racist, look at Joe Biden or something. And it just hit me. And I was like, oh, snap. Like 2013. So so here's the thing is, is. I've been talking trash about Biden forever because all his policies was racist. Everything he ever that comes out of his mouth is racist and disgusting. Yeah. But now there's the Trump thing. So if you talk bad about Biden, they'll say, oh, that's because you like Trump. Like, no, I don't Trump, like man. Trump. I think Trump is trash. But, you know, it's like they're so blinded because Trump, Trump is such a horrible, you know, they want to get rid of him so bad that they'll allow Biden to say every racist thing of all time. And they'll allow him to hide and not even speak because they know when he talks, he's going to say the worst things ever. And he's terrible. And that's when Biden was vice president. That's what they did. Every time they let him out for half a second, he he shoved his foot in his mouth. (laughs) So they said, look, Obama's a great speaker, whether you agree with his politics or not, he was a great speaker. You know, he, he was, you know, motivational. He'll, he'll, you know, his sellers fan base, he, he, he was a great at that. So they said, Biden, just shut up, stay in the back and never talk. Yeah. Like Biden rarely ever talked when, when Obama was president because they had a real speaker, mm-hmm. Obama. You know, uh, I'm not saying he was a truth speaker, but he was a speaker that knew how to tell, tell those, spin those Democrat things to, to Democrats and people believed and made it up. But uh, the problem now is that the Democrats always you know, they destroy their own, um, they destroy anything that's not them. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. you know, not their little family. So they, they pushed up, um, they always do the same thing they did to Sanders last time, how they, they you know, uh, was sending out ugly pictures of him to media. He's on a beach shirtless, unflattering. They like conspired to make, you know, Biden, you know, uh, uh, they conspired to make sure Hillary got the thing. And then, and then when the, the WikiLeaks was leaked and it was real, like, yo, they really did. They were giving Hillary the questions ahead of time. All of that stuff, they said, eh, you know, you know, it's okay because Trump's terrible. Yeah, yeah. So they got away with it that time. But then you figure they'll learn from it, you know, because we all knew Hillary was going to be Trump. At least I thought so. And most of the world thought so, you know. Mm-hmm. So they figured, why even... Uh, you know, campaign, just let Trump open his mouth. He says such stupid things, he'll lose. That's what they did. And, and they also, like, you know, from those emails, they propped him up. It was him and was it Herman Cain? Or it was like a couple of the guys, there was three guy, people that they listed, that these are the easy to beat guys that the media should prop up. Mm-hmm. And they went to the media and, and helped prop these guys up. And Trump got billions of dollars in free press. And they created this this idiot that doesn't belong in office. They created that. So, so... And now it's 2020 and now we're stuck again with Biden, a guy who who they won't even let out the house to talk because they know every single time he talks, he's going to say something really ridiculously stupid. Why couldn't they find like a decent human being, somebody who could speak, someone who's strong, somebody who has a real point of view? They didn't want that. You know, um, I was getting ish for it before, but but Tulsi Gabbard on the Democrat ticket, I thought she was great. Mm -hmm. I thought she would have body slammed Biden. I thought she would have body slammed Trump easy. I thought she would have ate them up in debates. Like, like you let them two talk. You got one intelligent woman and, and one, two buffoons, two, two brain, you know, brain dead old men who could barely form, you know, reasonable thinking sentences. It's like, uh, so, but that's what America has, Biden and Trump. Yeah, so that's it's, it's uh, fascinating. 
It does amaze and, me. And like Joe Jorgensen, they won't let HUD, HUD debate. Okay, not, she's the libertarian candidate, right? But but you know, let us speak. But they're not. They, they want the two party system forever. Yeah. And, and they shame you if you don't agree with that we should have a two-party system, but nobody's ever happy. Yeah. No one's ever happy with the two-party system. No one's ever happy. And they shame you if, if you say, I'm going to go third party. I'm yeah. going to vote for somebody who I actually kind of like yeah. rather than these two horrible, horrible, horrible choices. Uh, and then they go, oh, you, you, you know, you drew your vote away to, to the person that I don't like. Well, you, yeah. You're a piece of garbage, <laughs> you know, and, and they'll try to destroy you. You know, they try to destroy everybody that tries to go third party because they're saying you're the one that's destroying this election. It's mm -hmm. like, no, oh, if you, you know how many people don't vote? Yeah. You know, every, the every majority. election. Imagine if you get all these young minds, a, a, a strong, well-spoken candidate that the public can believe in. Nobody believes in Biden. Nobody, mm -hmm. well, some people believe in Trump. So that's the yeah. sad part. But, you know, you get a strong candidate though, that's well-spoken and, and all these issues in America, they, they speak on all these issues and find solutions for all these issues or try to speak of solutions for all these issues. And, and the young youth gets behind them and says, you know, I'm not with this old wrinkly Biden. I'm not with this, this racist weirdo Trump. I'm not with these guys. We're going to all get behind this, this candidate, but the media pushes that there's, and, and, you know, the blue check marks on Twitter pushes, oh, <laughs> hey, you can't be a third party. Oh, but if everybody didn't, but if, if people stopped believing that you couldn't have a third party, we could have a third party yeah. and we could get them elected. Yeah. <laughs> we have the power to do that. But the big machines will not let the, the American mental believe it. They, mm -hmm. they won't let the people believe it. And the people won't just get behind somebody, you know? And we, we just need a powerful person to, 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 we need somebody, but I don't know. Yeah. America is America. Year after year, it's going to be America. So I don't know. Yeah, it's a funny thing. You know, I, I a lot of people don't like it when I say this, but sometimes I say I think I think um, people end up with the leader they deserve. And, yeah, well, you know, like people really, really, really hate it when I say that. But I'm kind of like, well, you know, who creates the system? Who votes? Who runs the media? Like, yeah, sure, these things all have influence. And I understand the system's not perfect, but... Like you were saying, if you if all these people are seeing, OK, we want another option and then they were to just, you know, it's democratic, right? You can vote for another option. Sure. The media may not be with you and certain, you know, people may not be with you. We have but the Internet now. We have the it. Internet now. We, yeah. If each person comes up with their own Internet campaign and you got you got millions of people all over America putting their own campaign. Of course, Google and them are going to try to block it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but if you got millions of them swarming them and swarming them and swarming them, yeah. uh, uh, you know, and, and all in the streets, you know, speaking of, of, of somebody that could lead the country correctly, um, somebody stand up and be that person. Somebody out there yeah. got to be that yeah. person. Yeah, no, it's know? interesting because... Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, a lot of that was the appeal of Trump in itself. And, you know, that's something I do find in whether or not people like him or his policies or whatever. That is something I do find inspiring. The fact that this guy's not a politician and there the media was totally, totally against this guy. Like you said, he wasn't supposed to win. Right. Hillary was supposed to be the chosen one. And the fact that he did it. To me, that was like, a, whoa, OK, that's kind of a that's kind of a watershed as far as I'm concerned. No, right? That well, does well, show someone can. There is something uh, true in what you're saying. The problem with it is that Trump is a narcissist. Oh, certainly. Trump doesn't, Trump cares more about what people think about him than what he really, you know, 
than actually doing something, you know? And then he, he's just, he's racist and ignorant half the time. So somebody who, you know, so now they got somebody out of the system supposedly, mm. and it's this, this buffoon idiot. So now, you know, this is what people think. If you don't go with our system, you're going to get this guy, you know, mm. like, like, so I, I you're kind of right that he did beat this system of, uh, he beat the, the corrupt Democrat system that, sure. but they shot themselves in the foot. They, sure. you know, they, by conspiring and all of that stuff and, and lying constantly. And that's the other thing. The Democrats create so many lies that when, when Trump is lying and the Democrats call him on the lies, no one believes that he's lying in that fan base because the Democrats are always lying about yeah. Trump. Yeah. So when he's doing horrible things, they're no, he's Trump. You'll say bad things about him no matter what he does. And then it's like, yeah, but he's done. no, he you're, you're just brainwashed. Trump is right. You know, like mm -hmm. so so they get this this follow the leader mentality of Trump and and ignore everything they say and they keep doing it. And then they they'll hype up that Russia thing for four straight years. <laughs> oh, Russia, 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 Russia. So people go like, I'm yeah. not listening to you about Russia yeah. more. And they're starting again now. Yeah. And now they're doing, oh, Russia, Russia, Russia again. Yeah, switch to, you, switch to you, Ukraine Russia, for a while. Russia, Russia. And, and then the other side going, oh, China, 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 Russia, 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 China, China, China. But it's like, yo, like nobody wants to hear that. Yeah. Like, you're, you know, you're putting this in, this, in the brain of, of impressionable people. I, I know what you're doing. But like enlightened people are seeing through Russia versus China is running America. Stop, stop it. Stop fear mongering. Stop the fear mongering. You know, we went to Vietnam because communism was going to get, you know, it's, it's what, what that's our history is fear mongering you into, you know, socialism is going to get you, communism is going to get you, this is going to get you, everybody's going to kill you. <laughs> you know, that's the world we live in is fear, fear, fear. And they use that. And the, what, the bad Russians, you know, the, the bad Chinese, Chinese are, are killing everybody. Oh, look, we got this, this China uh, Muslim camp in China. Look what they're doing to Muslims. Like, stop. You don't even care what they're doing to Muslims in your own country. You don't care. So stop acting like you care. You know, it's just, it's silliness, man. Yeah. It's, it's, there was some other point I was making, and I went into all of that. I forgot what the point was. Yeah, but the, yeah, like Trump, you know, it's like he, he's so ridiculous. He's like an old white guy that has no um, concept of, of reality. Like he'll go all pro police. He'll do them. You know, remember when he was talking about, oh, bang their heads against the police car when you put them in the police car? Like, what are you talking about? But then. <laughs> then when, when people started, you know, and, and the George Floyd thing, of course, they'll use any tragedy to fear monger Americans, no matter what of it course, is, whether it's yeah. COVID, whether it's school shooters, whether it's George Floyd, we know that, right? Yeah. But the internet got to see a snuff film. They got to see the world, the whole world got to see them step on this man's neck for 10 minutes. There's no, there, there was no media manipulation. That was, we got to see it. People yeah. were sharing it before it hit the media. We were all, whoa, whoa, oh my God. We were all horrified by the, by, by an image. And then, and, and then, and, and then Trump uh, goes on the internet and shows a clip of like a black guy beating up a guy in like Walmart or like, like Sears or something like, like, like a black guy, like beat up, like somebody that worked at the store. Just okay. a random white guy. I don't think it's I like, saw. Well, why isn't this all over the media? It's like, oh, well, okay, but the, okay. This this one was a little bit later. Right? Like, why yeah. would that be all over the media? It yeah. happens every day. Somebody gets beat up in a freaking store. What are you, an idiot? But he made it like this. This. Oh, I guess it's the white guy. Well, he didn't say that, but like, it was like a white guy getting beat up by a black guy. Mm. So, and he posts that on his damn Twitter. Like, that's like that's any kind of argument or any kind of real point you're making. Like, 
like it's not a police officer. It's it's not the person that we're paying taxes to protect us killing some guy in a freaking store. It's just a random crazy person that happens to be black beating up a guy in a store. Mm. You know, a guy that worked in the store. This should be all over the news. No, it shouldn't. What, what kind of news? Guy gets beat up in a store. That's a really a headline worthy news. You know, but you see that in this age of the George Floyd thing where like you see all these racist people on the internet posting black people doing terrible things. <laughs> it's, it's like, that's yeah. the thing that they do. It's, it's like, look, these, and, and it gives them, it, it makes these racist people have the um, power in their mind mm-hmm. to, I mean, I mean, the power to be allowed to say terrible things about blacks. So, they, oh, look, this black guy drew a brick to a window or something or beat up a store owner or something. And it goes, these animals, these savages, they, we know you're talking about black people. You're not talking about somebody that did it because where's, where's the clips of the white boys doing it? Or it doesn't, it doesn't happen because you, you're racist and you want to post that information. And I, and I know the left does it too, where they'll, they'll turn everything racist when it's not racist. Mm-hmm. I know that happens too. So then people go, oh, you're calling me racist to win an argument, but which it's, is it's, true it's sometimes. All, it's all reactionary. This is the thing, well, you know, it's like, because yeah. oh, the, oh, the thing oh, is, no, it's all right, man. I mean, the thing is with the internet is you can find what, whatever your perceived narrative or view is and however you view the world you can find you can easily cherry pick examples america is a big country We've got 330 million people there billions of human interactions if whatever narrative you're trying to show whether you want to show that women are violent towards men or men are violent towards women or white people are violent against black people or black people are vi- you can find clips you can find videos you can find photos and you can just fill your social media feed with those examples and it will paint a picture like whoa what's going on here like this is and and everybody like activists on both sides do it right it's not hard for a blm supporter to find individual clips of a policeman roughing some roughing up a black guy or find you know little clips of bad things happening to black people especially over the course of the last you know 15 years or whatever that's not yeah, hard but to don't, do. Don't, yeah. But no, but okay, go ahead. You know, that that's another thing when they try to pretend like, oh, this isn't a real epidemic of, of black violence by the police in, in the community. You know, mm. they act like that isn't a real issue. Like a Candace Owens type says that or people say, oh, this isn't. A re-. And then white people take Candace. Oh, see, it's not a real issue. She, George Floyd was a terrible man. But yeah. but the thing is, historically, Police brutality did exist in the black community. And you're not hearing about these stories, but they're, they're true. Like my, my friend Hostile, who died, lost his eye to cops. They, I mean, I mean, but but not just him. Historically, it's been sure. a known fact. You and and if you watch any any comedian from every era, they go, yeah, they kill us, they kill us, they kill mm-hmm. us. Like it's documented by so many. Uh, watch uh, any movie, Fort Apache, the Bronx, they're throwing the black guy off the bill, you know, drawing the guy off the building, yeah. you know, like like uh, um um. Do the right thing. You know, they say George Floyd and, and uh, oh, my God, Eric, uh, the dude uh, that they choked out for the cigarette, the, the famous case. Um, Eric Garner. Yeah, yeah, Garner. You know, you know, Radio Raheem and do the right thing. They, you know, yeah. the cop choke him out and he's dead. And and they've been doing that. But the thing is, mm. now there's video cameras and, and now uh, uh, there's Internet They've been doing that in the black community. Sure. And to, and and uh, what's his name? Diallo. Uh, Ab- I'm, I'm a dude, Diallo. Diallo. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. That's the one. Diallo's the one they shot up, right? Diallo's the one who got shot like 
41 times. Okay, now that who's was like my man, Abner Louima yeah. in New York City? They raped him. They mm. put the broom, broomstick up his butt. Yeah. They, 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 they violated him. They touched his penis. Yeah. They raped this black man in the precinct. Like, this, this is all real stuff that's been going on in the black community that they yeah. act like, oh, it's just a couple clips. Yeah, do you know, do you know the problem? The problem is that you're ta- is the anecdote anecdotes versus statistics because the fact is that you know police do kill more non-black people than they kill they kill more white people than they kill black people but nobody yeah, but, well, look at look at the look yeah at I, know, the I know i know yes I, i'm aware of that but the, the problem is you know people can list all of these names for black people but how many white people killed by police in the past decade can people name Right. And in many cases, the answer is zero, despite the fact more of them have been killed. So that's well, why you get that reactionary thing, I think. That's part yeah, of it. Yeah, but you could use statistics like that and say, oh, look, there's more because, there's more, you know, it's, it's a white dominated society in America. Sure. You know, there's whites everywhere. So, of course, you OK, maybe died. But it's also the, the type of, of way that black folks have been treated year after year after year. And how many are to- how many stories are told? How many stories are actually told? And sure. when you go into, if you go into a white community, are, are they taking the men and raping them in the butt with, with broomsticks or, or are they, you know, treating them like dogs or, or like, you know, throwing them on, you know, it's, it's not the same level. Like if, if, you, if you've lived in a, in, a, uh, in a black community, you see it every day. You see mm-hmm. it, you actually see it. When you lived in a white community, you don't see it. And that's truthful. And they, they walk through your community and they treat you like you're a crook. They treat you like you're a criminal. That's all real. So when they go, well, white people were killed. Too. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a deflection of reality, though, because, you know, uh, um, the oppressed have been oppressed for, for this many years. They, they haven't been treated like humans. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a fact. And, and, and the, the, the cops go into the community with the God complex and, oh, we're better than you. And black cops do it, too. Sometimes that's another thing that the, the, the white people do where they'll go, oh, it must not have been racist because a black guy did it. But he's in a system, you know, a black cop did it. No, but he's in a system where they all say, hey, these are the thugs. These are the thugs. Mm-hmm. This is thugs here. And I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, 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 well I'm, I might be closer to Candace on this one. I might be closer to Candace oh, on this one. That's how? how? <laughs> like, that, like how? Be, I don't agree with the, you know, when it came to the George Floyd situation, I mean, you know, I made a video about that as soon as the thing came out. Um, but, and I'm not a fan of, like, I, I get both sides and I'm certainly not a fan of this thing of like, you know, sort of digging up dirt from a man's past as they're doing with George Floyd to somehow it's sort the grossest of try thing to, in the world. And yeah, they're, calling him every, they're calling him yeah. every name on the planet. Oh, he's a meth head, horrible person. Yeah, no, no, no. That, a gun to that, a pregnant that, woman's head, which they, they, they don't even know if that's even true. That's made up. Yeah, they, to, that's not documented. There's the point no is to me, yeah, the point is to me, no look, documentation I, that they put a gun to, to, okay. to a pregnant woman's head. That's not real. They didn't, yeah. they, there's no, they're just making it up and they're going with the narrative because they want to believe that this is a horrible person because they want to yeah. bootleg and defend police. Yeah, no, because I'd like to me, that's, that's irrelevant. And, you know, there's no, that, all that stuff, whether it's true or not, when, when it comes to his actual killing, it has nothing, has nothing to do with it, right? Like he could have, it, it, to me, it doesn't matter. If right? he just shot up the freaking bank, you still don't killed do that. five people. Yeah. They had him restrained. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm, I agree with you. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Put him in the car. You leave him there. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 to- I totally agree. And I, that's. And people be like, well, he was talking crazy. Yeah, Did no, no. To, to me, that's to me, like all like on the George Floyd situation, like my position's very clear. And 
And I, I think I think it's a shame because I think, you know, for a very short period of time, I think everybody was actually on the same page, which is pretty rare, because even when it comes to these police killings, a lot of them are a lot more contentious and you don't get the full clip, right? You might see the video of like, boom, someone someone gets shot and you can't really see what happened or whatever. But in this situation, you got like a 10 minute video. You can you can watch it in real you time. You can see what happened. Of, yeah. of, of an arrogant, you know, mm -hmm. uh, he did it confidently knowing the camera was no, on him yeah exactly like, hey i ain't doing nothing wrong even yeah get and, back. And, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm the god you know yeah what i what i'm saying is though i think it's a big shame how much you know from that temporary moment of actual unity and agreement on that thing whether or not people thought it was driven by racism or just bad policing or whatever virtually everybody agreed this is extremely egregious this should not have happened then no one was saying this was great policing at that time Wait. Wait, but okay. I saw them t try to turn it around, right? They knew they had to say it on social media because, you know, they didn't want to say it. They would say, oh, th this is terrible. They shouldn't have did it, you know? And then throughout, then all of a sudden you see cops on their pages putting pictures of like his family winning, when um, his family got, you know, a, a Kickstarter that got $10 million or five million. I don't remember how much. Okay. Oh, the ghetto, the ghetto, um, the ghetto uh, lottery they won. Oh, look at this! Look at this! And then they start slowly bad mouthing them. Go, oh, he was just a meth head. Oh, he yeah. he did he, he was talking. And yeah. then all that's of a sudden, everybody that was that. in unity, they all turned on George and yeah. turned him into this hard, the worst person that ever lived. That puts guns to babies, you know, pregnant women, you know, which which that's not documented. Google it; it's not documented. Where where you find the documentation that he put it? But they keep repeating this image. And I had a cop on the internet put a picture of this woman with her face all beaten up and destroyed, right? Mm -hmm. And I looked at the picture and, and, and it said, oh, George Floyd did this to her. She was pregnant. He put a gun to her belly. They put that on Facebook. Yeah. And I was like, yo. And I looked it up and it said, no, that's, that's not even the woman. This is some woman that was beat up in Ecuador. And they're putting up this propaganda that George Floyd is this, like, that destroyed this woman's face and put guns to her. It's disgusting and it's racist. And yeah. that's where, and then, and then when the police department speaks up and says, they're treating us like animals and they have no remorse. It's like, they, and it's so ready to defend themselves rather than, but Hey, listen, this has been going on. We're going to try, they, they, they have no sympathy. It's all ego, their mm -hmm. egos and their emotion, their egos and emotional. And if you're a police officer supposed to be protecting the people, protecting the people, how are you going to live off of ego and emotion and say the wrong thing to me and I'll choke you? You know, it's yeah. like that's uh, that's not the way the world should be, man. That's not yeah. that's not that's yeah. not something that anybody should accept. And I don't I don't understand what you could see in in, in the Candace Owens speaking on, on that on police brutality where you can agree with her in in any way. I don't understand. That's interesting. No, I I like I said, I don't think I disagreed with when she started going into the, you know, demonizing George Floyd and talking about his previous, like, to me, that stuff's not, like I said, to me, that's not relevant. Like, that doesn't change my opinion on him getting killed when he shouldn't have been killed. And I don't think it's good to sort of distract people from from the main thing. It was the biggest distraction. But, um, and then all yeah. these racist white people would post it and be like, yeah, see, sure. he was a piece of garbage. See, the cops are yeah. great. He was a piece of, like, you're justifying yeah, yeah, yeah. No, to me, look, an American citizen. Yeah, no, like, I, I'm, I'm very principled on these things. And look, I, I don't even, look, I don't, I don't use the word racist too often because like, you know, unless I've got evidence of that 
for, you know, even George Floyd's killing, for example, right? People jumped immediately to this is a racist thing. It's like, look, they've done the exact same thing to, you know, a white guy called Tony Timpa just a couple of years ago. So I've seen this happen to people of different What's races. What's the Tony Timpa case about? The Tony Timpa case. Yeah, um, he was he, he was he was also um, choked out and they were they were laughing. They were laughing at the time and stuff. And then I mean, the most well, the worst police. So I, I need to go how into long detail. Was the clip. How long did they do it for? Wow. I need to I'd need to. I don't know that off the top of my head. And I'm not saying it makes it any yeah. more or less bad. But yeah. the thing that infuriated everybody about the, the not just the murder, it was the murder. Obviously. Yeah. How long it went it on for? Just, just the murder. It was that like you can treat a human being. Yeah. Like, like worse than a dog, worse yeah. than any animal yeah. and, and, and do it confidently and the arrogance on his face and just stepping on this man's neck and he's mm-hmm. lifeless and people going, yo, he's dead. I'm You're with killing you, him. He's I'm dead. He's dead. Like, like I'm not saying that, you know, uh, uh, p- p- police brutality happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're police. They, they, uh, um, there's these men with big egos and God complexes and go around and you say the wrong thing. Like I was in, in, a, in a train station uh, trying to get a train to get get with my you know uh, my kids were with a babysitter and I was mm-hmm. sitting down in Penn Station and the guy was like yeah said something to me and I was like yo it's all good and he started talking trash to me he ended up handcuffing me and put me in the jail cell in the damn uh, <laughs> in the prison because of his ego yeah, but I'm not gonna equate that to the everyday um, occurrence in in a poverty stricken black community. That you know they're treated like lesser of people uh, by the police. I mean, you know, it's not it's not like uh, it's not like it's not documented or, or or witnessed by by you know thousands of thousands of thousands of thousands for decade after decade after decade. It's, yeah, it's no, I I, I get I get you, man. I get you, man. Like I I understand both sides of it. You know, I'm very much. I mean, there's a- there's more there's more proof of of uh of police brutality in the black community than there uh, in in 2020 there's more proof historically of police brutality in the black community than, than there's proof of jesus <laughs> you know like if you, you you're only going off <laughs> what the people say that he existed and i'm not saying he doesn't I, I i i'm a fan of jesus i'm a fan of his beliefs but if i have to say if somebody says why do you believe Jesus exists? I have to go, well, people said, and people said, and people saw, and people said, and people saw. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as far as police brutality in the black community. Yeah, I, so I do, do, you know, people- do you know, do you know the issue, right, is by, by limiting it to the black community is I think that that's part of the problem, right? So when people specifically act as if it's a big problem with the whole Black Lives Matter movement, right, is that if people are on the narrative that this exclusively happens to black people, then it makes it a lot harder for people to unite around it because it's not factually it's not factually correct. And by saying that, that doesn't mean that it doesn't. It happen doesn't happen in the black community. Exclu- it doesn't. Yeah, but pe- people are talking like it's exclusive, right? And that's that's, that's a big true. problem. A lot of people are, man. A lot of it's people. Not ex- it's no, no. I didn't say that people okay. didn't say it. I'm saying okay. that with, if yeah. they're saying it's exclusively in the black community, that's not a truth. Yeah. But it does go on at a higher level. It, it does sure. happen every day. They, black folks are mistreated by the police far more often than white people. I mean, I mean, you know, uh, uh, that that is it's not exclusive, but the, yeah. the you know, the mentality yeah, I, of, of, of a policeman and in, in, in mm-hmm. an American black community is a little bit uh, a little bit more. You know, they treat you a little bit more degrading than, than yeah. in, in, in white. 
you know, at yeah, the white I mean, mall or, or the white. No, I, I, I get you, man. I think I think I think the problem is like I, I don't think this is a difficult issue for people you know, of different viewpoints to actually unite on. But I think the conversation needs to go up a level because I think, you know, we're kind of doing it now. I think people get lost in the weeds because the vast majority of Americans agree that police brutality is wrong and the police should not ever kill an innocent civilian unnecessarily. Everyone agrees on that. It doesn't matter you left, right. I don't whatever. even know if that's true at this point with social media. Yeah, I don't man, even most, know. Oh, Let's say well over ninety percent of people believe that. I don't even know if that's true really? because when I when I check when I check, let me tell you the the kids some of the kids that I grew up with criminals hated cops their whole life oh oh you know they're boom boom robbing houses criminals 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 white boys right mm -hmm. and then they're in their forties and 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 you know Black Lives Matter happens and hey stop stop you know uh, uh, killing black folks and all of a sudden. Everybody's pro cop. Cops are doing the right thing. Look at these thugs breaking windows. Cops, 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 cops. And it's like, wait. And and there's all these excuses for every murder of a black person that happens. Oh, that guy uh, didn't have his hands up the right way. Oh, that guy robbed a store two hours before the the cop killed him. So he deserved it. He was a criminal. And you see memes where like Mike Brown, they'll be like on his one year anniversary of his death, it was like, oh, one year since he didn't rob a store. A policeman put that on his Facebook on his one year death, you know, and people thumbs it up like, yeah, these scums. Like, like I think you're taking for granted that uh, people are good in this society, that, that know, so man. many people I, are good. Yeah, I, I mean, I know, I know that exists. Look, on the internet, you'll find people, you'll find people saying disgusting stuff about literally everything i guess my my point is that like i know the i know this exists right i just i'm saying it's a it's a minority it's a it's a very small minority which can still mean thousands of people can still mean thousands. Could, thousands it could even mean it could even mean you know if t you could have two million people well, more right? than hundreds of thousands you know, it could be, it could, be mil it could be millions but that those is. millions can still be a very small minority given the size of the u.s how many people thumbs up the uh candace owens video when she she you know uh made george Floyd into the worst human being that ever lived. Well, millions of people sharing it, sharing it, sharing it. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. You know, it, it's in the millions there, you know, on that alone, on the one one clip alone. Mm -hmm. Millions. Oh, yeah, yeah, thumbs up. He was a piece of garbage. He's a piece of trash, terrible person, garbage. You know, for a man that was murdered, an American citizen that was murdered by the people who are supposed to protect us. And, and let me tell you something. Another thing is, sometimes it isn't like a racist, KKK cop, you know, that, uh, hey, I'm going to go just kill this N-word. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's not that, but what it is, is they have this fear of, of a black criminal in their mind. So a regular ass black person can walk somewhere and, oh, he probably has a gun. Oh, there's this mentality in their mind where they believe that that's the criminal. The mm -hmm. black man is 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 the, the my threat. He's going to make it where I can't go home. He's the threat. And if you're that uh, emotional and scared to mm -hmm. be in the streets, you know, like maybe you shouldn't be a police officer. Agreed. You know, oh, he Agreed. didn't kill me. He's going to hurt me. He, that black guy is going to hurt me because yeah. you know, that, that does exist. And that is yeah. a big Agreed. problem too. Oh, restrain him before he hurts me. Yeah. No, I got to go home to my kids. Yeah. You're, you're literally touching on what I was going to say is the second thing that I think the vast majority of people agree on, right? I think most people agree on, yeah, most people agree, look, racism is bad. And most people agree that the cops should, you know, I, I don't see many people who are opposed to, you know, people have different ideas of how to do this. 
but getting rid of, you know, having higher standards for police, having better training, having, you know, getting rid of people who have PTSD or who have like massive psychological issues. Those people should not be, those should not be police officers, you know? And I think, again, I think most people agree on this in terms of how to do it, whether it's getting rid of qualified immunity or it's, um, you know, breaking up the unions or doing this or doing that. I don't know. I don't know all the policy ideas, but I guess my point is when I'm seeing people kind of bickering over, do we say black lives matter or do we say all lives matter? Do we say this or do we say that? And, you know, is it this? Or, and I'm kind of like, you, you guys are actually agreeing on the, the core, the core point. But sometimes it's yeah, I think I think for the most part, look, you're, you're never going to get total agreement on it on yeah, anything. a lot of times. A lot of the times they'll use the all lives matter slogan as a deflection of the situation that will be like, oh, some people do. All lives matter. All lives yeah. matter because I'm white. You know, like, some, like it's but like, yeah, look, I know I know I know a lot of black people who prefer the all lives slogan to the black lives matter slogan. I don't so know that's too a, many. OK, well, I'm just saying that that's a real thing. OK. I think all lives matter is a better. I don't go around and hashtag it, but what if does all I were, lives matter mean to you? Like, why does that need to be said? Because I don't think that society properly recognizes that. I would even prefer all Black Lives Matter to Black Lives Matter because Black Lives Matter exclusively focuses on on Black lives. No, but it doesn't. It focuses on Black lives killed by white police officers in very specific and rare circumstances. If the movement was we want to stop black people from dying and from getting killed, we've got a whole bunch of other conversations that we need to be having. And if they were having those conversations, I'd be much more on board with that movement and that sentiment. But because they're totally ignoring them, I mean, more people have died in the BLM protests than died in the George Floyd incident by very multiple by multiple factors but no one no one wants to talk about that yeah but you part see? of a revolution i'm not saying the black lives matter thing but, but part of a revolution is, is people people do you know if you're going to take you know the fall of the roman empire not everybody's going to survive and i'm not saying i'll oh, go kill yeah people. well you know to me that's that's where, I, where that's where i can't get on board at all you know like if yeah. i'm saying look i care about black lives i don't want black people to die i don't want anybody to die and then i see okay one person dies and then 20 more people have died as a result of this one. I'm like, no, like I'm, I, I do maths, right? I'm like, no, that doesn't, that doesn't work for me. You know, that doesn't work. Yeah, for but me. you're talking about, you're talking about fighting a machine of systemic racism. You know, I know that's a cliche to you guys, but uh, it is a cliche. Yeah. Well, what does that you mean? Know, you know what I mean? Like that doesn't mean anything. Well, well because there's, there's a system that has been in place for decades and decades and decades and decades and nobody does nothing about it. So, so now the people are standing up and they're trying to fight, you know, and I know that the, the Black Lives Matter group has been infiltrated and people that aren't for the right cause, you know, are coming to the things and, you know, Black Lives Matter as a, you know, they say the Soros, Soros funded thing and brainwashed if you follow that. But I, I think a lot of people don't care about Soros or any of that. They care about, hey, listen, I'm a black person. I think that my life matters mm -hmm. and I need to say it because some people don't think my life matters. And, and I don't think that's a wrong slogan for, for, for a black kid or a black person to say, Hey, look, black lives matter. I'm black. My life matters because yeah. for, for decades of being treated like a lesser man, a lesser person, not, not being given the same opportunities. But, but who's um, look, let's, let's be, let's be a hundred percent real. If we're looking at the USA, who is it that's killing black people? Oh yeah, I know that, but that's a deflection because that's not. No, that's but not how's, how how is it a deflection? If, because if why don't white, is, killing white people? Why no, don't white crime yeah, exist? Too? It, it is, if, but, if but black but, people live in the 
But white lives matter. Live in the same community. Yes. Together. Yes. They're going to kill each other. Of you course. Know, so but white but, people but, live in the same community. White people kill each other. But white other. lives matter is not a slogan. White lives matter is not a movement. White lives matter is not a whole thing. And if it were, I would because be saying because the system isn't isn't holding back white lives or treating them like they're lesser of people. The system doesn't do that. White yeah, lives I, isn't, shouldn't be a shouldn't be a slogan. Yeah. Black see, lives I, matter, <laughs> see, see that, that's yeah, the same ahead, argument they say with black power to white power. They go, why can't I say white power? But they can say black power because black power was the black power movement came out of oppression where the oppressed people had to say power to my people because y'all t- took it away from me. So black power. So mm. white power is a, a is a part of white supremacy where they say we are the superior. We don't need equal. We are the supreme and we dominate. So black power is, hey, listen, we we are, the, you know, so so that's the same argument. Well, you know, white, you know, why can we say all light, white lives matter, black lives matter, white power, black power, because when something is oppressed, you're allowed to fight against your oppressors and uplift your own people. One black power is upliftment. White power is, is the tearing down of other people and, and is, a, is, a, is part of racism and, and the Nazis and, 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 and Ku Klux Klan at all. It's white power. Black power is, look, I'm proud of, of, of who the hell I am. I'm a, I'm a black person. That's what black power is. You know, I, I don't want to feel inferior. I don't want blonde hair because my whole childhood, I, you know, a little black girl wanted blonde hair. She got the little blonde dolls. She saw Marilyn Monroe on the TV, you know, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, you know. They always, you know, white was always the superior being in their presence in, in American culture. So, mm. so then they say, no, we empower ourselves. It's a power movement, black power. There's not, white power and black power is not the same thing. Just, just like white lives matter and black lives matter is not the same thing. Yeah, man, we're going to have to do a part two of this because <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, we're, we're definitely strongly disagreeing on this one. Um, but yeah, man, I've got to. Oh, you gotta, think white power and black power are the same? I wouldn't put it that simply, but I think if someone can say, I think people look, if people are going to bring, um, I'm not a fan of, uh, look, I'm very much an equalist. I'm very much an equalist. Okay. I'm not someone who plays the dynamic of oppression, perceived oppression, perceived victimhood. It's okay this way. It's not okay that way, etc. So if my view is, look, if you can say black lives matter, someone, if someone can say black lives matter, Someone can say white lives matter. Someone can say Asian lives matter. Someone can say all lives matter, et cetera. Say, Same with the you know black power, white power, et cetera. Like, I'd rather we just don't play those games. Like I'd rather not get into the black power thing, white power thing, et cetera. I think all of that is just like, that's my personal they, view they, on it. They man. could say whatever they want, but then I wish they would say what they want because then they get exposed. You know, yeah. if you want to run around and say white people, white power, you're exposed, so let them say it. Let everyone say whatever the hell yeah, they man, want. Absolutely. I'm, I'm for free speech. <laughs> let, 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 let the Nazis speak so we know yeah. who the Nazis are. Don't let them wear a fake masks and be like, I like everybody. You know, let them be like, I'm a Nazi. Let, let us know. So yeah. let, let everybody speak. Let everybody show their true colors. But all right, man. Yeah, we can do a part two. <laughs> yeah, man. No, no, it's, it's been a, I've enjoyed the conversation. I have another interview to do. So, um, right. but, yo, we, we, um, you, you've got your latest album out now, um, All My Heroes Are Dead. Um, where can people check that out? It's everywhere. Just Google yeah. All My Heroes Are Dead, R.A. The Rugged Man. You know, we got some videos out. All my all Systems Go video just dropped. And we got another video with Immortal Technique dropping soon. And uh, working on some more videos. We're trying to get one shot for, for me and Inspector Deck, Wu-Tang. And, 
you know, but go, go just Google all my heroes are dead. It's on every platform, Spotify. I think YouTube blocked a couple of the songs. I think oh, hate speech, I don't call hate speech or something. <laughs> I think they blocked that. But, uh, or, or, or they did it on the, the album version. I don't know. There's something that everybody was complaining about, but okay. I Google it. It's on the, it's on my channel, but I think if you get the album, as a whole on um, YouTube music or whatever, they don't play that song for them. And it's not included in them. I don't know, some weird thing. But all right, man, nice talking to you. They're no going to have man. fun with this one. Yeah, most, de- <laughs> most definitely. Right. It's going to generate some good conversation, man. Talk Take to care. you soon. I am the man, sick with the slang, sick and I'm destined for fame. Do for the fam, not for the grand. Stunt me destined for pain. I do not front, I do not scam. Put some respect on my name. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.